The following episode of TOEFOP is rated M.A. It may contain Batman references, time travel references, sexual references, lost trains of thought, and mild course language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who enjoys succinct, coherent conversation that might actually have a point. Minors must be accompanied by a parent, guardian, or priest. This is John Deke speaking. This is Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. Uh, I'm Will Anderson. Hello. Uh, I, th- uh, I was uh, almost like you were going to keep going. All oh, right. So I'm Charlie Clawson. Uh, uh, it was like, I was like, <laughs> hang on, is it more? Normally I say my bit at this time. We're playing away from home this week. We're uh, both in Melbourne for the AFL Grand Final. Yeah, it's the day after the AFL Grand Final, which means that we may be a little bit loose. Yeah. Uh, I, had a not, I had a very quiet night. It's probably the first uh, Grand Final weekend where I took myself home real early. Like how early? Like about 8, 8.30? I mean, that is early. Yeah. Here's what I will say is, I flew down in the morning, uh, and by the time I was back here at the hotel, I reckon it was probably only 10 o'clock, <laughs> and I felt like I had had a big day. Because <laughs> I'm trying to find somewhere to live, so in the morning I was like out looking at you know places that I could potentially live, yeah. and then I kind of had to rush back in here, um, and then like get out to the game, because I was lucky enough to go to the game, and then... Uh, yeah, there was a function thing afterwards that I went to. And it was one of those things where oh, I reckon, because A, at the footy, it's all mid-strength beer. Yeah. So you drink like a lot, yeah. but you just go, I don't know if I'm really actually... No. And Head- it's headache inducing. Yeah, that's what it is. Mostly what it is, is you drink for hours and then feel shitty without any of the joy of actually <laughs> being drunk. That's how I feel. Yeah, I, I just realized that I... Because I, I came down the day before you, so I had a couple of days in Melbourne, and I totally soaked up some Melbourne, like just the, the best things of Melbourne, which is I ate really well. I went to a lot of like bars and restaurants and stuff. But I wore black, wore black. Band. I literally was yeah. like dressed all in black the last two days. But by the time it got to um, uh, uh, the grand final, I, like I had been like almost like a day and a half of just eating rubbish. And then, like, I drank a lot. And I wasn't drinking mid-strength. I was drinking full-strength at the pub because that's where I was watching it. But I'm one of those guys, I'm at that age now where if I drink during the day, then you better have something awesome set up for me once the sun goes down because I get real tired and real right. grumpy. Because oh. it got to that point where uh, the friends I was with, they were working, okay, well, where do we go next? And I just was like, well, unless someone makes a decision and there's a cab waiting for us as soon as we walk out and I don't have to do it. Because if I have to think about it, I'm just going to get shitty. And that's what happened. I ended up just going to donut time, buying a box of donuts, going back to my hotel room, eating them in bed and falling asleep at about 9.30 last night. i got to be honest with you. I was at something good and I still did pretty much the same thing. <laughs> I eventually got to a point where I was like, oh, I'm going to go home. I'm just going to go home and be alone. Well, I feel like too, part of me... You know, and this is sort of material a bit for our other show, but I think it, we can we can bleed into this. So, for the sake of this weekend, is as a St Kilda supporter and having seen you 
watch your team win a, a flag and then the Tigers, who were the other fairy tale, win a flag. All it does now is just compound for me how unhappy and miserable my football going life has been. You know, this is, again, we are straying into other territory, but like you, we were talking about Melbourne and, you know, Melbourne people famous for, you know, wearing black, right? Yeah. It's the Melbourne uniform, you know? Uh, particularly. By the way, I'm on a squeaky hotel seat if you can hear this noise right now. Oh, that's Will's hips. Yeah. You, you be the judge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaning on a window ledge uh, because that's the only way that I can comfortably kind of sit and lean uh, and uh, use our microphones because the cords aren't quite long, <laughs> long enough, enough. So no. I can't actually stand up. So I'm sort of like mid, mid step, somewhere between sitting and standing. Uh, but it's interesting. Standing. It's interesting to me that um, the biggest uh, Melbourne sporting clubs, the ones that have the biggest following, I was thinking about this yesterday, are Richmond. Uh, Essendon and Collingwood. And they are all teams that have black as the majority of their uniform. Mm. Like, I think it's just a very Melbourne thing. Yeah. People are just like, you know what? I'm going to go with that team. Like, one of them literally has black in the song. Yeah. <laughs> but Richmond itself is like, if you had to think of it a, 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 like a, a Melbourne suburb yeah. that sums up what Melbourne's about, it's kind of Richmond, isn't it? Like, it's sort of got that working class kind of history and then it sort of became a bit of an artist kind of hub. And, you know, it's sort of, it's it's close enough to the city that you feel like you're near the kind of the iconic, you know, elements like the Yarra and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's been gentrified. So it's kind of got all those Melbourne kind of flavours to it. Well, the thing about Richmond probably, uh, yeah, maybe more so than some other Melbourne suburbs, is it feels like it's been gentrified. But at the same time, you feel like every second sort of like house or shop, you could probably buy meth or heroin. <laughs> it still feels like, you know, there's that underground of like dodginess going on. Because it's close enough to Collingwood. <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference. I mean, it is weird growing up, coming back to Melbourne. I mean, I don't really, I've been living in Sydney for almost, you know, 15 years now, the better part of 15 years. And so Sydney's definitely home. But when I do come back to Melbourne, it is interesting seeing how this city has changed. And I think... For the better like i do think that when it comes to development like melbourne has done it really really well right it feels like a proper city sydney still doesn't really fe- sydney feels like a holiday destination that inconveniently has a city located in it <laughs> you know what i mean like it's it's this that is the best description of sydney i have ever <laughs> heard it's a holiday destination that just inconveniently has a city built around it. I mean, how hard, like, how annoying is it when you have to go into the city in Sydney? First of all, you've got to work out, are we, is it the north city or is it the south part of the city? Well, firstly, you've got to work out, is there a city? Yeah. And where is it? <laughs> where is it? <laughs> because you get like a cluster of like buildings and then nothing and then some more buildings and then a giant bloody harbour in the middle. Yeah, it does. Even the, yeah, the city of Sydney, you're not sure. Like if I was going to say to you, What's the heart of the city of Sydney? Like yeah. the central heart of the city. Where is it? The, I don't know, like Martin Place? Is that it? I mean, is it? Central. central. Is it where that Westfield is in the mall down there? <laughs> the, the, the tower? The, the thing? The, the deep, pointy tower? The pointy tower? Is it Circular Quay? I don't know. Is it Darling, Darling Harbour? It's none of those no. things. Well, I guess that would be Circular Quay because that sort of bridges the north and the south. Yeah, but Circular Quay is not really a place. It's I mean, just does North Sydney the boats. Do you ever think of like North Sydney at all no, a, as never. ever being the city? No, I never. never think of it. Like if someone says I'll meet you in the city and no. it's north of the bridge, I'm like, that's not. Is that does that count? That's a different state, mate. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's not a real city. Whereas when you come to Melbourne, you do that drive over the Balti Bridge, and especially now, like it feels like development has got. Every time I come back to Melbourne, it feels like it looks different. Like that cityscape looks different than some other skyscraper or whatever coming up. Well, it's, I mean, I think it's easier to, I mean, obviously, it's like Sydney, 
Melbourne Square, square and flat. You yeah. know, so everything's on a basically on a grid. grid. And, you know, you can build out and around it. And it, it, obviously everything funnels straight into the middle. So it makes sense, right? But Sydney's not like that. No. Like you said, it's that the thing Sydney's that makes... Sydney's like Yahtzee. Someone just like shook up those dice and threw them out. It's like, oh yeah, there you go. Got a couple yeah. of skyscrapers, a harbour, some public transport. Melbourne looks like it was designed by um, an architect. And Sydney looks like it was designed by uh, Pro Hart, you know, that painter who just threw food and paint on yeah. canvases. Oh, Mr. Hart, what the mess? Yeah, that guy. Yeah. You guys, I've designed Sydney. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mr. Hart. Yeah, Sydney is basically a cream cake that's been shot with a shotgun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember when Homer invented that makeup gun? <laughs> that's what Sydney is. And it's set to whore. <laughs> oh, my God. Sydney, you whore of a city. <laughs> it is, though, because that's the thing about Sydney is it's not a city. Sydney is a collection of suburbs. Yeah. It's a collection of... And it's set up in that way. It's set up in the way that, you know, if you live in, like, you know, the east or the inner west or the, like, west or the north shore or whatever, that if you live in Manly, there's no reason to ever go to Bondi. No. Like, there's just, you know, because it's exactly the same thing. We have white people in Manly. No. I don't have to go to Bondi and see white people. <laughs> But, you know, that, that really is what it's like. Yeah. People never go out of their individual areas, but Melbourne feels a little bit more like Well, I remember my parents, when they first got together, They, my father's a dentist and he had an offer to um, open a surgery in Sydney. So he and mum came up to Sydney and spent like a couple of weeks in Sydney just to... So you making sure I'm we're just recording? making sure I was recording. <laughs> yeah, <right>? we are. <laughs> Good. I was, we need to do that. I, while you were talking, I was just going to subtly make sure it was recording. But of course, you then had to go, what is he doing? <laughs> what is well, because of your is hips. Will, is Will having a straight yeah. toppling over? You can't, do I need to catch him? You can't subtly do any movements now. Like, literally, your entire body leaned like the leaning tower of pizza. Because you can't get your, you can't bend your spine over it. You had to literally lean like fully in a straight line to read the, to I've, read been, the I've been falling over a lot and... <laughs> Oh my god! Really sorry. I shouldn't laugh. But that's just. Oh my god, Grandpa Will. Okay, well, you've the been problem falling. is, I, but that's why because I can't. Stop. I can't correct. So yeah. like as soon as soon as I overbalance, I have to fall. Like I have to lean into the fall. All right. Because I can't move it the other way. Like there's no way I can go back. We need to counterbalance you, like a hot air balloon or something. Like have some sandbags around you, where if you're right. falling one way, we can, oh, release, can release some sandbags sand. and just like get equilibrium back. Have you seen the belts Will, Will wears these days? He's got little sandbags oh, all Will's around. Will's like him. a sandbags, and he's got balloons like he's the clown from it. Yeah, no, my parents uh, they went to check out. What they could they have a life in Sydney? And yeah. my dad was looking at they're going to live in the northern beaches, they're looking around Whale Beach, Palm Beach, beautiful stuff. part of the world, beautiful part of the world. But dad's problem was, oh, you know, it'll take me, you know, about an hour and 10 to get into the city to the surgery, and it's just it's just too far. That was 40 years ago, and nothing has changed. There's been no advances in the infrastructure or anything to make it easier for people in the northern beaches to get into the heart of Sydney. It is still, like, if you that Whale Beach, Palm Beach area is at least an hour's drive from the CBD. Oh, it's one of the most beautiful areas in the world. And I know that from flicking through the real estate guide in the newspaper, not from actually ever going there, because it's <laughs> Why too hard to get to. It's too far. But every weekend, there's about eight houses I'd easily buy there if I could ever drive my I mean, car And it there. is an interesting part of the world. Like, you know, doing Home and Away up at Palm Beach, I spent a lot of time up there. And it's very much a gated community yep. without a gate. The gate is literally your bank balance. Right. <laughs> I mean, that is what's stopping people from going there is 
all those houses are, I think, I think on average, they're like $4 million, $5 million, probably more now. Um, but there, you, you see that there are houses there that are mansions, literal mansions facing a beautiful beach, you know, God's own country that are empty because, you know, James Packer needs a weekender or the Hems family or whatever. I've got like a couple of weekenders. So you've got these beautiful, this little peninsula that's only half occupied. Well, that's the thing. I mean, where I live in Sydney as well, and Sydney has this opportunity to do that. Like the suburb essentially where I live, uh, you know, three sides of it are cliffs and water. Like, so you really do have that thing of going, well, it really is its own little community. And after a while, you start to go, and I like it. And who are these strangers? <laughs> yeah, and right. Why are they here? And then you're like, maybe we could build a wall. It wouldn't even have to be that big. We have a natural wall, the cliff and the water. So really. And we'll drive the ones we don't like over the cliffs. Yeah, exactly. We drive them over the cliffs. <laughs> we stop the ferry coming into our port. It is true, though. You're right about Sydney, that little, that local, that feeling of a bunch of little localities. And you do get kind of local pride because, you know, where Gemma and I have moved to now is by the water and it's very much a little enclave, a little coastal enclave. And it's a great community where like I know all the shop owners and your neighbours say hello to you in the morning and stuff. But because it's near a beach in summer... We get overrun with like right. people coming to visit, right. and I get so annoyed. And that's why you've arranged your friends to bash them, right? <laughs> yeah, because right. you're leaving I, I sent around, <laughs> around a text around. message around, and you say, "Guys, <laughs> get down here." Well, no, I mean the problem for me is that I live across the road from a a local legend burger shop. Like it's a burger right. shop that people just love for for whatever reason. I, I, I've eaten there a couple. Okay. Overrated. I think the point is it's cheap. Like the okay. burgers are cheap. Like you can get a burger and chips and stuff. You can for get a good bucks. burger for like, it's not your... You can get a serviceable homemade burger. I, I don't know what the appeal is. I think the appeal is it's quick and fun. Well, it feels like something your mum might make for you. Okay. So it's kind of got that fish and chip shop hamburger okay, feel. Sure. And it's a very limited menu. So it's literally fish and chips, hamburgers, and then there's only like, you know, a couple of versions of those hamburgers anyway. So it's it's like a fast food restaurant would have been in the 50s. By the way, um, what I love about this is I asked you for the people at home. I literally used to live around the corner. Yeah, you know the exactly place. what I'm so, talking I about. Heaps, so yeah. I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. But. but mate, that place, and it is a tiny hole-in-the-wall fish and chip shop, but it is so goddamn popular. Like during the day... In, in in summer, it's crazy popular. In winter, it's still popular. But you get tradies coming there at lunchtime. Then you get after yep. after school, you get kids going there. And then on weekends, forget about it. But that is directly opposite where I live. Now, we accept that. You know, you live in a, a popular part of town. You're going to have all that kind of stuff. But on Monday nights, the guys who run the shop, I don't know what the deal is, but they play some kind of like poker game or bridge game or something on a Monday night where the shop is closed, right? but they'll open it for their mates. So there'll be like 10 of these like middle-aged dudes in there drinking and smoking and laughing and stuff till like one in the morning. And it's a Monday night. It's a regular occurrence. I've got a suggestion for you, Charlie. Yes. Why don't you join in? Like, Oh, no, it looks like a private game. Yeah, but I'm saying, why don't you go over, say, hey, I live across the road. Um, Shut the fuck up. Well, <laughs> Maybe don't open with that. Give the old switcheroo. This is All what right. I'm saying. Right. You go, hey, it's Monday night. You guys are pretty loud and late. I'm not saying shut the fuck up. I'm just saying maybe you want to invite me over for a game. 
and then either then they get the message one way or the other. Either they'll invite you over if they're making a bit of noise, yeah. or they'll be like, "No, oh, we should quiet down so this idiot doesn't come back." What if I set up a rival game? Because I am literally okay. directly opposite them. Mm. If in our bedroom, yep. I'm sure Jim will be fine with this. I invite six middle-aged blokes around, and we set up our own like rival bridge game. What does it have to be though? Like even a game? Can't you just go down there? Oh, this is what oh, you do. Yeah. Okay, I'm so in, this is what you do, yeah. right? You take your recording recording equipment that yeah. we have here for the podcast, yeah. and on a Monday night, yeah. what you do is you go down there and you record the noise that they play. Yeah. You then put it into a podcast, right? Yeah. And you play it through speakers <laughs> outside your window as if like there's a game right. going on in your house, right? Yeah. And then they come across and go, hey, could you quiet down? And you go, that's actually you guys! <laughs> See how annoying that is? I, you know the, what it looks like? You know when you watch old gangster movies and... Like, you know, the Italian mob or whatever, they all spend all day right. in this bar and they're all sitting in a booth and they're always playing cards or something. Some game that you don't know the rules to. Yeah. yeah. Look, I don't know that these guys are... Uh, mafia. Or yes. organised criminals. Sure. But I don't want to... I don't want to take that chance. <laughs> they're the sort of guys that are at least in the grey zone of like, I'm not saying you are, but I'm saying you probably at least know some guys who are. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not saying that like fish and chip shops can be fronts right. for criminal organisations. It does feel like it's one of those things where perhaps, well, maybe that explains the popularity. Have yeah. you have you checked that out? Is there a special menu item, you know, for example, sort of, you know, is there any chance that they're selling something else? Like On the side. the counter, is that? No, well, they've got a deep fried Mars bar. Maybe right. that's code for something else. I've never ordered it. Maybe I should. Right. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you've got to go over there and just every time you order, like go through the menu because yeah. it's not a very big menu. No, it's not. Right? I so could. you go through the menu yeah. and just order one thing at a time because you've got to eliminate which of the things that it is, right? Yeah. And as you order it, wink. Because that's... <laughs> It's like, this guy's coming on to me. He comes in every day, orders something new from the menu and gives me a wink. Just one wink. But it, like the deep fried Mars bar, wink. wink. <laughs> but I think the thing is, if it is a code, it might be a specific combination of things. So it uh, might be you order yeah, sure. the hamburger with a couple of potato scallops. And by the way, you don't understand, as a Victorian, it kills me to order potato scallops. So here's the thing about... I actually almost had some potato cakes today. Yeah. Because uh, it was the one, you know, hangover Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was trying to... What I, do you want? What had, would? Yeah. I had one of those mornings today where I kept trying to fix how I feel. You know, those ones where you're just like... You kept trying to fill that empty hole. Well, you... it was just like, you know, like sometimes you're just like, oh, smoothie. I'll have a yeah, banana yeah, smoothie. Yeah. That'll, that'll sort it out. Yeah. And that didn't sort it out. And then I was like, hot chips. I need some sort of deep fried potato hot chips. And I nearly did actually... Uh, where do you get potato cakes this time of the day? Morning? Well, I mean, I told you I was down by the bay this right. morning going for a walk. And so turns out that is your prime place really? for fish and chip shops to be open fish and on chip a Sunday breakfast. morning. Really? Well, it was more like your brunch, I guess. Right. But yeah, no, no, no. Definitely if you go down by the bay, your fish and chip shops huh. understand that, you know. It's a front, I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I know the neighbourhood you were in. Yeah, there was a They have a history. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you see Ricky Nixon yeah. at the front by any chance? Yeah, the truth is, I did notice that a shipment had just come straight in into the docks <laughs> yes. to the fish and chip shop. Yeah. I assumed it was fish. but uh, So as international people might not know this, and I'm not even sure 
do you get potato take uh, potato cakes and potato scallops something that are available all over the world, or are they an Australian thing? Well, I think fish and chips is a fairly British thing to begin with. I don't. I've never seen many fish and chips in the states when I've been there. It's not really like. What a about takeaway. in Scotland? They're big on uh, deep fried things. Can you remember your sort of? I, yeah, I've been in fish. Yeah, I can't ever remember cake? getting a potato cake in Scotland, but I, mm, I have had fish and chips over there. In in Scotland, there is a very famous uh, fish and chip restaurant in Oban, and Jim and I went there, and I love potato cakes. That's like my thing when I get fish and chips. I yeah. would I would ignore chips and go for potato cakes every time. Well, that's my thing. Well, here's because because I'm vegetarian. If we ever do like fish and chips, I always end up getting potato cakes and chips. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah, right. I wish that wasn't true, but that is true. Are you checking to see if potato yeah, I'm cakes? Yeah, potato cakes. Yeah, because I don't. I, don't I, I would. I would remember getting them. I think if they are, so my instinctively, I feel like if if England. Or the UK does have potato cakes. They're weird. They're not like ours. Because the way I like my potato cake is like it's sort of flattened mash, battered and fried. I don't want it too thick. You get some people who give you like their sort of hash brownie potato cakes or like potato hash. That doesn't count as a potato cake in my book. All right, here we go. Uh, Potato cake is a term. Uh, Oh, okay. I mean, no, no. That's, I mean, oh, well, here we go. American potato cakes. Hash browns, mm. essentially. So that's your... I don't like them. That's not a potato cake, as far as I'm concerned. No, that's like shredded potato or something. It <sighs> doesn't Scallops. work. Here we go. In, in Australia and England. Okay. Potato cakes in the form of thin slices of potato, battered and deep fried, are commonly sold in fish and chip shops. Now, it's they've left huh. with Australia, so I don't know if that means that they're... Uh, so they're, oh, that's funny. I didn't realise it was actually a slice of potato. I assumed what we were getting was yeah. like... Some mash flattened into a circle. Yeah, reconstituted or something. No, apparently. So, Australia and England, uh, thin slice of potato, battered and deep fried, mm. commonly sold in fish and chip shops, takeaway food shops. The terminology used in Australia differs from state to state. Oh, let's do it. In New South Wales, Queensland and the ACT, they are usually referred to as potato scallops or simply as scallops. See, that's weird because at a fish and chip shop, there is all, also, also genuinely scallops. scallops. <laughs> that's the thing that I don't get. You're not going into a fish and chip shop and getting yeah. confused with the other cakes yeah. that are available there, right? Um, uh, okay. And if, if you want a two dollar bag of fresh hip hop, fresh hip hop from the fish and chip, chip shop, shop. Mm, scallops, scallops with a lot. <laughs> That's a, What's that like fucking a joke. song? That's a joke that only you yeah. and I would enjoy. Yeah. Welcome to Topher. Sea, <laughs> uh, sc- so to avoid confusion, scallops eating as seafood may be known as sea scallops. Well, that's that's dumb. Like that's, that's dumb. you're creating you more work for yourself. Yeah. Just call them cakes. In Tasmania and Victoria, the term potato cakes is used. Where so Victoria and Victoria and Tassie potato cakes, mm. but Charlie. Here's where, here's where we're going to suddenly learn something else about this country that we hadn't realised. While in South Australia and Western Australia, potato fritter is most common. But it's not the a fuck is going fritter. on in this country. Why can't we just get our shit together <laughs> I know. and call potato cakes like, the same thing? Fucking God forbid you go to a pub and order a schooner and a potato cake oh. and no matter what state you're in, you're going to get something different. I mean, and while we're on the fucking topic, <laughs> can we just standardise the rules of pub pool? Oh, God. Like pub billiards from fucking state to state. Yeah. Is it like just one shot? Is there penalties? Let's just have a consistent... Can you move the ball from the cushion? Oh, for fuck's sake, guys. Like, finally, if someone would just run on this shit... This is the stuff that Paul... I mean, to be honest, this is what Pauline Hansen should be doing. Like, she used to be a fish and chip shop. <laughs> she, no one knows this it better than Pauline. area 
I mean, although like, shows, how about this? Okay. How about rather than picking one, it's kind of like choosing between Sydney and, and Melbourne to be the capital. We need to come up with a Canberra, an alternative, a new name for potato cakes, scallops, fritters that we can all get behind as this is what it's now called from now on. And I would like to put forward okay. potato slice. Oh, uh, a potato slice. I don't mind it. Yeah, so far. it works, right? Like immediately, I think as a compromised position, you are such a, you're the central candidate. You're the guy <laughs> who's come in and gone, guys, guys, guys. Let's let's just come up with a new name yeah, totally. we can all agree on. Potato, potato slice. slice. Because I think, I mean, when you told me that's what a potato cake yeah. is, it's a slice of potato deep fried, battered and deep fried, that, that takes away any confusion about scallop or fritter or cake which all suggests there's other ingredients or it's uh, it's constituted from other elements well i i think the problem is though that potato slice you still like it doesn't imply the deep fry sliced potato <laughs> no because then somebody might just give you a slice of potato oh, you know i think you like cake and fritter and you know these things scallop they imply that something's been done to the but it hasn't potato. it's been sliced what's well, been deep fried battered battered slice a battered potato slice. Battered potato slice? Yeah, battered potato slice. That's too literal, though. It doesn't have the like, potato cake. Well, you how, get ba- it. how about a BPS? No. <laughs> it sounds like a UTI. <laughs> I've got a bad BPS. No, I think. I think it's got to be something catchy and sexy. Okay. And I think slice, because you know you got like you know you got like chocolate slice, mint slice. They it has a cool kind of factor. I to understand, it. but won't potato won't, slice. But then people think that like potato slice is, is a sweet. thing like chocolate slice or caramel slice or whatever. Potato slice, I guess so. Like it's confusing, much like scallop and cake are. By the way, yeah. So I was going to say, <laughs> no, less confusing. Wasn't our point to make this less confusing, not more confusing? Well, I think it was to unify people around a yeah. term that has not yet been coined. Potato disc. The potato disc. God, I love it. A compact potato disc. <laughs> CPD. Potato disc works, doesn't it? Potato disc. I mean, no, it doesn't sound appetizing, doesn't sound does it? Good, it sounds like you something know, like, you have to put in your yeah. vagina to stop yourself getting pregnant. <laughs> it's what Irish women used before contraception was potato diaphragms. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, Potato Jimmy. <laughs> potato Jimmy? Potato Jimmy. I don't mind that, actually. Jimmy. Yeah. And a couple of Jimmies. And because you can also get some Dimmies no, no. and some Jimmies. Yeah, but you know a Jimmy's a condom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Really? Yes. You put a Jimmy on. Oh, okay. Uh, no, potato... Uh, potato dongers. No. <laughs> A potato. Um, I didn't mind Jimmy's. What about the, What good. about a potato chip? <laughs> oh man. Well, I just think. Look, we. I, I would. I'm gonna. I, I think yeah. we should put the call out. Maybe this can be a hashtag. Maybe if like we can a hash- rename tag. Rename the cake. Uh, take back the. Oh no, no. That's the problem. Is you can't hashtag it because it's gonna be. <laughs> The call-out's going to be different in each state. That's the bloody problem. That's how you can't, you can't mobilise people. Well, okay. Let's change go, the cake. Let's go through. Change yeah, the date. Change, change the, change cake. the yeah. cake. Look, guys, change the date's a bit hard. Yeah. There's, it's really controversial. I think we all agree we should do it. But yeah. it's a re- let's start with change the cake. Yeah. <laughs> slash scallop. Scallop slash, slash fritter. <laughs> what if we combined all the words like oh, Anzac? No, I like that. That's good. So cake, fritter, fritter scallop. Scallop. Scafake. Scafake? Oh, yeah. Frollop? CFS. Uh, SV. Country Fire Service. 
Okay, scallop cake, fritter, frit, 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 and just say New South Wales and Queensland and Canberra, scallops out of the question. Yeah. Because no it's scallop. too friggin' confusing. It's confusing for regular scallops. Yeah. Yep. I mean, scallop is a thing and this is just dumb and it's a fish and chip shop. Well, the other thing is, it's dumb for a place where, because scallops aren't widely sold, really. Like, unless you're in a fancy restaurant or a fish and chip shop. I don't think I've ever eaten a scallop. What not, does it look like? Uh, you know what? It's uh, a little white, kind of, looks like a diaphragm. <laughs> Well, a scallop is like, I think it's kind of white and has like a pink or orange bit Like on a it, nipple? But then they, yeah, like a, I don't know if it is a nipple though. I can't imagine I think nipple, so. But, but it's like a little, it's like a, like a muscle or yeah. a... Though that type of thing. Yeah. And they deep fry it generally. But in fancy restaurants, they like will fry it. Like it's your standard go-to on your top chefs and master chefs. Is it it's really? Like, yeah, some scallops. Very hard to cook a, a perfect okay. scallop. So I think it's got to be between, it's got to be between fritter and cake. Well, again, cake is already a thing that exists. Don't you think? Yeah. Like cake is already, like, I mean. But you're unlikely to see a cake when you go into a fish shop. That's true. There's not other cakes there. If we were in a bakery and this was the situation, you'd be like, now let's go with. In fact, the more I think about it, the more potato cake is the best because a fritter, you could definitely, like, you could get all kinds of fritters in a restaurant. Yeah. In a, in a, if you went to a, a, a fish restaurant, you might get like some, I don't know, pumpkin zucchini fritter or something like that. What about a potato frake? As in. Well, fritter Frakes. and cake. Like as in potato frake. frake. I like frake, potato frake. Yeah. And a potato frake. It sounds a little racist. Like, you're doing, a, like, well, like you're doing some sort of dodgy accent. Oh. <laughs> potato frake. Yeah. And I mean, it does uh, yeah. sound a little... It does. Like, I mean, you'd be really stretching to be offended well, in, by in, that. In, well, in a fish and chip shop, they often frake. have flake, right? Oh, no. Yeah, you can get a flake and some frakes. The flake and frake deal. Uh, yeah, then uh, you, you, want it, you want the frake and flake box. Yeah, I'll have the flake and some frakes. Two frakes <laughs> and a flake. Frakes, potato frake. Yeah. I've got to say, it's not really singing to me. No, okay. I think, I think, I think potato slice. I feel like we just need a whole new word. Who invented it? That maybe you need to be one of those things where you like name it after the oh, the, oh yeah, like the Earl of Sandwich right. or something yeah, exactly. like that. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, the Earl of Fritter <laughs> who came up with the potato cake. I'm going to go back to my phone and do some more googling. Uh, see if I can. Oh, there's Irish potato cakes, but that feels like well, that's got whiskey in them. I'm sure. I think Irish when you just say are. Irish, doesn't that just mean whiskey's involved? Yeah, I think so. Well, whiskey is, in the batter. Yeah. Okay. I mean, do you get beer battered potato slice? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I think you get beer battered scallops, right? Potato scallops, potato cakes, potato scallops, or cake. Here we go. All right. Let's let's get right down into this. The nitty gritty. <clears throat> Oh, here we go. All right. Look at this. Okay. Um, potato cakes versus potato scallops. Which state is correct? Oh, Ooh, shit. Who, who's, who's this article by? Somebody, by goodfood.com.au. Yeah. So somebody's got a controversial opinion here. Uh, and that person's name is Richard Cornish, who's weighed into this. Why do Victorians call potato scallops potato cakes? Why Victorians do many things differently from their aerial... Oh, okay, mate. All right. Let's... Uh, here we go. Um... Studies of Australian English, blah, 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 blah. Okay. On the potato, scallop, potato, cake divide, I can't find research why there's this dichotomy. Uh, What I will comment on is scallop is a better culinary description because it comes from the French word escalopa, 
meaning to cut in fine slices. Ah. So that's why scallop actually technically. Oh, so yeah. Well, okay. A potato cake is in fact, uh, is not in fact a cake. Ah. It would be best described, however, as a potato fritter as they do in South Australia. Best described? Why yes. though? But I thought a fritter was like when Apparently. you combine like stack shit on top of each other. All right, here we go. Let's see if we can find uh, some other things on this. Um, all right, potato scallop or potato cake. So a lot of, by the way, there's a lot of articles about this. This is what I will say. That this has clearly been um, okay. All right, yeah, no, pretty much the same stuff as we've found so far. Um, all right, here we go. Potato scallop versus potato cake. Uh, I'm going to go to Mamma Mia. Oh, no. This has just opened up a new fucking can of worms. <laughs> What's that? Uh, what do you call the bits of lycra you clad on your body to go for a swim, Charlie? Bits of lycra? Well, I mean, oh, what, like, what do you call? Uh, uh, like uh, speedos. Yeah, so what do you call those? Uh, budgie smugglers. Well, I mean, I mean, uh, speedos, uh, the, the bathing suit, uh, the swimsuit. Don't worry, you're not going to get this wrong. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. What would you call what you wear to go to the beach? It doesn't have to swimmers? be swimmers. Swimmers. Okay, right. Uh, so th- bathers. Well, uh, Charlie, there's no. no I right think answer. I'm just no. I'm just trying to think. What? Like, I'm, I'm like I'm feeling. I, I admit I'm feeling like under the pump. <laughs> right. But I think I, I say bathers, which is like an old school. I mean, you honestly, like the look on your face is like we're at Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> yeah. like, like this is how they break. Guys well, because you're standing and I'm sitting. Yeah. Like you're standing over me. What, what do you call them? What do you call them? I don't know. Uh, swimmers. No, I, I would say swimmers or bathers. Togs, bathers, or swimmers, depending on where you are in okay, Australia. Okay, great. Uh, so I've got it right. Thank Christ. Yeah, exactly. Um, wow, this is amazing. So there's a roadmap of like different places in Australia where we all call. So in Queensland, you call swimwear togs. Yep. Pop your togs on the floor. Uh, if your nose is bleeding, you'll ask for a tissue for your... Schnoz? No. Nah, what would you call a, a bleeding nose? Oh, uh, is it rhyming slang or is it... No, no, no. It's just, oh. it's just a description. I would say uh, blood nose, but yeah. in Queensland, they wouldn't say blood nose. They say bloody nose? They'd say nosebleed. Apparently. Oh, Hilltop Hoods would also say that. <laughs> yeah, in the nosebleed section. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be in the blood nose section. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, a sausage between uh, bread, like sausage and bread. What do you call uh, that? Uh, 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 sausage and bread. Does that have a name? Sausage sandwich in New South Wales, apparently. Fuck that. You call it a sausage sandwich. Have you ever called it a sausage sandwich? Well, I haven't. But that's apparently what snag happens. Snag and bread. Yeah. Bread snag. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm making that up. Uh, all right. But it didn't really solve our problem, unfortunately. Uh, well, we have to read an ad right now. Oh, okay. We nice. have a, a new sponsor uh, uh, this week. Um, hopefully this month. We'll see how this ad read goes. Okay. Uh, but the Dollar Shave Club. You've probably heard of the Dollar Shave Club. I have. They're a big supporter of podcasts. They are. Um, and what I realised is that we, uh, our, our last sponsors, Movement Watchers, you were confusing the uh, the hero, the origin story of Dollar Shave Club and Movement Watchers because you kept asking me, oh, did Movement Watchers buy their own factory? Oh, these guys bought their own yeah, factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. someone was, bought a factory. <laughs> I was getting so confused. I was looking at the copy. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. No but factory? No. But it was these guys. But uh, Dollar Shave Club, for someone... We are her astute gentlemen mm-hmm. uh, and Dollar Shave Club. This is uh, a very, uh, it's helpful because it's the kind of thing that I always forget to buy is razor blades. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But the great thing about Dollar Shave Club is they will deliver the high quality razors right to your door and it's cheaper than what you're going to pay for at a supermarket. Um, I use it to trim 
my beard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll notice that I, I like to have a fairly kind of well-kept beard. Yep. But I like to trim around the neck edges because I get those stray bloody hairs. Your neck looks around... good. It I looks good. I've got to be honest with you. I, was, you... I, I, I was like, are you doing something different with your neck? But you know the danger is what? always the Adam's apple. I yeah. get these long hairs that grow over my Adam's apple and shaving that is always like, like it's, that's where I get nervous. It's like if it was a medical drama, that's where the surgeon is, you know, connecting the heart valve and stuff. And you don't know if he's going to do it or he's got to cut the red wire or the blue wire. But I had actually had not noticed how prominent your Adam's apple is <laughs> until... <laughs> this is not an ad about my Adam's apple. This is an ad for Dollar Shave Club. Yeah, but I'm... I can see it better now because you've shaved it. Yeah, because I'm using Dollar Shave Club yeah. razor blades. Um, you go to dollarshaveclub.com and you can pick a razor uh, from a lineup of amazing blades that... Well, whatever you want to do, because there's like lady razors, there's the executive razor, oh, yeah. uh, which you can use with Dr. Carver's shave butter. Now... Let's not get confused. It's not butter. Okay. I know we've been talking about scallops and bloody sausages and bread and the names of them and stuff. Uh, it's, uh, it's a foam. Right. It's not butter. Don't get excited. Don't order Dr. Shave, uh, Dr. Carver's shave butter and then put it on your toast. I mean, it'd still probably be delicious. Well, it will be. Yeah. And, we don't recommend it. <laughs> and you'll probably have to shave no. the inside of your throat, exactly. but we don't recommend no. either of those two things. And Dollar Shave Club does not endorse that <laughs> no. as a decision. No, but the blade would gently glide for the smoothest shave imaginable if... In fact, that was possible, but we're not saying it is, and please don't do that. <laughs> so here's your chance to see over why, uh, see why over 3 million members, just like me, love the Dollar Shave Club. Right now, you can get your first month of the club for as little as $5. After that, Shut up. it's just a few bucks a month. Dollar Shave Club is so confident in the quality and the value of all their products. So I'm reading copy here in case you can't tell. Mate, um, I, I was convinced regardless. Because they, they've, they've, they've really emphasized stuff well for me to hit the mark. Okay. So like quality is underlined and italicized. Uh-huh. Value is underlined and italicized. And all is capitalized. So that goes, Dollar Shave Club is so confident in the quality and the value of all their products. There is no long-term commitment or any hidden fees. I mean, what a great deal, but also what a great acting class I just got. Oh, really? Up close. Yes, I they... mean, to see you interpret that script and bring it to life, <laughs> it was a work of genius. I loved it. Well, there's no reason not to join. No reason. No reason. I'm sick of these excuses, <laughs> Stop Will. Stop coming up with excuses. Join. I have no face. Doesn't matter. Use it for your body. Now, this is the important part okay. because uh, this is how they know that you listen to our show. And so okay. when you do go and join and get your high-quality razors delivered to your door... Yep. You need to know that Tofop sent you. Yeah. Well, we, they need to know that Tofop sent you. Sure. So you go to dollarshave.club, uh, dot com. Hang on, let's have another go at that, I reckon. Jeez. Yeah. Take two? <laughs> Take two on that one. You go to dollarshaveclub.com uh-huh. forward slash Tofop. Now, they just say slash. I've just become so conditioned to saying forward slash. If I say slash, people know what I'm talking about. Well, you don't You don't put the guitarist from Guns N' no. Roses in there. <laughs> the, just, I'm sure there is an emoji as well for that by now, but don't use that. Yeah, please do not say dollarshaveclub.com. Slash dot com slash Saul. from Guns N' Roses. <laughs> I think his real name's like Saul something or another. <laughs> Go to dollarshaveclub.com slash tofop. Uh, that's dollarshaveclub.com slash tofop and get your Dollar Shave Club razors delivered to your door. And now back to the show. Okay, back to the so show. We're back. Okay, we're back. Well, we never went what away, are, really. No. We've just continued <laughs> to talk. I mean, all you need is a door. I what? mean, if you lived a in a house that had no door, that yeah. would be problematic, I guess. For the Dollar Shave Club to deliver things to. Oh your yeah, right. Sorry, I know we're back out of the ad, but I still had ongoing questions questions about the ad. Well, if you don't have a house and you're ordering Dollar Shave Club, no, I'm not saying that. Like, well, 
maybe you don't have a house. Maybe you're homeless and you... By the way, this is not in the ad anymore. No. We can just... <laughs> this, is, this, this is, is content. Just back to Tofu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is just ridiculous conversations about nonsense again. <laughs> if you were, say, for example, someone who was without a home and you were looking for a you know, new career or whatever, you know, and you wanted to clean yourself up, then maybe uh, yeah. what you actually would need is some affordable raises. Yeah, but, you know, You sold the big issue a little bit, didn't you? For a little... Yeah, for a, I mean a, the way that you day? got yeah one day. Oh right, it and then I was cured of my homelessness. Yeah. <laughs> That's how good the big issue is. No, I did. I sold the big issue um, uh, as a promotion. I wrote for it actually when it first started in Australia. Right. Uh, there's a there's a, a column that is still in the big issue, I believe, where they have uh, quotes um, and then like a little funny line underneath the quotes that yeah, they bring yeah, yeah. in the you know thing. Um, and well, the latest issue of the big issue I bought it a couple of days ago is very tofop. Uh, heavy because it's all about uh, AI like what is the future of AI and stuff artificial insemination you mean yeah that's yeah. right <laughs> but it's one of those things where I because I like to if I see a big issue guy I like to like buy uh, yep, buy one absolutely. and I wasn't expecting to be as terrified by the contents of this article sometimes you get like quite a lightweight you know cover story it's like yeah. some band or like so actor or whatever yeah technically but, not big but issues this one is like yeah we're, we are the architects of our own demise <laughs> Yeah, that is absolutely true, though. Uh, great band architects of our own demise, though. Uh, I uh, wrote that quote segment for mm. a couple of years when it first started in Australia, the big issue. And um, I think it was based on, I think in the UK one, they had the same sort of segment and I was just doing that. But uh, yeah, as part of a promotion uh, to sort of just highlight, you know, the big issue, they got sort of various people to go and actually sell with a, with a, a vendor in the city, like kind of, you know, buddy up with them and sort of help. Mm. And I did mine in the financial district of Sydney. And it gave me a real insight into that world of, and look, don't get, don't get me wrong. I'm guilty of this myself all the time because there are so many collectors of yeah. like charities and stuff in the streets now who just like bother you endlessly. Um, you, you see how people clock you from miles away and then their eyes just go straight down or somewhere else. Yeah. And it is like big issue is one of those ones that you should support. Yeah. Some of the other ones, I don't think you actually should support. And this new thing they've done where they get young, enthusiastic people oh, and they the try to get you in with that sort of mental. It is so obnoxious. Oh. So the one thing I'd say about the yeah. big, big issue vendors is I've never been accosted no. by a big issue vendor. Like some of them will put on a show sure. to attract yeah. people to come buy an issue, which I'm all down with. That's fine. It's like a busker. Right. But those fucking professional hawkers or whatever they're called. Yeah. My local uh, sh shopping centers, chuggers is what they're Charity called. Charity muggers. It's right. short for. But the, I had a girl the other day um, uh, try and stop me and it was borderline harassment. Yep. And then she was getting personal that there was somehow a failing on my part that I didn't want to stop and talk to her. And I genuinely had to go pick up my wife from somewhere. I had a place to go. I didn't have time to stay and chat. And But she was like, it was a failing on my part that I had to go somewhere. And then she, I think, was trying to neg me or something like that. It's just like, what the fuck is going on here? Well, the other thing is that sometimes it, it's not that you're a bad person. Like, if you're a person who walks everywhere like I do because of my bad back, you're running into, like, during your day, like, 20 or 30 versions of that thing. And you're like, I actually give to some of these charities. Mm. Like, some of them, like the UNHCR, for example, like, they're great because... Uh, mostly when the UNHCR people, they're mostly refugees themselves. Right. And so they uh, you know, will tell, tell you their story about how they got here and how you know it was helpful to them and those sort of things. Big issue again, the money is going to the people who are selling it. But some of these other ones are just 
paid for. You know, they're yeah. just the kids who are like, you know, getting paid money. And essentially, so little of the money that you sign up for in, ends up going to these charities that even if you believe in those charities, mm. you know, if you support Oxfam or these sort of places, it's better to actually go off and do it, you know, through a different system rather than giving on the street like that. Yeah. But I don't think it does those charities good, I yeah. don't think. Like, no, not at all. I've raised over the years because the Melbourne Comedy Festival has been like, it has a partnership with Oxfam, has had for 20 years. And so all the comedians every year do a big, like, you know, as part of the gala, there's a big fundraiser and people donate their time. And, you know, we all do sort of ads and plugs. And over the years, they've raised a heap, like millions probably of dollars um, for Oxfam. And the other day, I had one of those, like, Oxfam people really try to give me the whole guilt trip. Mm. And I was like, motherfucker you don't know what i've done like yeah. i mean i'm not saying i'm some hero like the, it's a comedy festival who's the one who but you know yeah. like literally last year i hosted the gala and did a whole <laughs> range of plugs for your stupid fucking chat don't look at me like i've done yeah. fucking nothing but i think it's one of those things too where they're facing rejection so much yeah, absolutely. that they adopt yeah an overtly aggressive not aggressive that's probably not the right term but um uh, what is the right word? It's not confrontational, but it's very... It's obnoxious. It's obnoxious. And I guess that's the best it's way a front. to deal with it. It's a, you know what it's like? It's, like, it's, like, a, it's like a green comedian yeah. getting on stage and the way they overcome their nerves is to swear a lot right. and be ultra in your face and, ha you know, I'm just a crazy, you know, personality and I'm going to chat to you and stuff. And it's like, don't oh. do that. It's so fake. Like the one, who, the, the, the ones who try to high-five you? Like, yeah. hey, high-five. I'm like, mate, I don't high-five my hey, friend. Hey, cool guy, nice hat. And you're yeah, like, exactly. don't fucking Shut come up. into my hat. You don't, you don't like my hat? I'm not a cool guy. It's a dumb hat. Stop <laughs> sucking up to me. I see through you. Yeah, it's a weird kind of thing. And I I don't I I I am I understand the need for visibility right. Absolutely. and charities are competitive marketplace and stuff. Well but that's why it's hard to like you like a lot of these places, they do have to fight for the charity dollar and there is a lot of people who need help and I understand all that. This isn't me saying don't give to charity. Yeah. This is me saying I do not believe personally that that approach, the the damage that it does, I'm not sure is worth the money they're getting. I mean, obviously these companies are making the decision that it is, mm. but I personally don't think it is. Uh, what do you, how do you, when was the last time you had someone knock on your front door and try and sell you something or raise money or Red Cross or anything uh, like that? Doesn't seem to happen that much anymore. It happens a little bit in my area, I've got to say. Right. Um, but I mean, like I only maybe like once a month or once every couple of months, not like a huge Yeah, well, amount. I wouldn't even say that. I don't, I can't remember the last time. The last time someone came to my door to sell me something was like five years ago. And it was, it was one of those things where I'm always like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not interested, not interested. But this guy was very charming. Yeah. And he was selling, there's a local, it was a, a garage, a car garage was opening up in the area and they were going around to all the local houses and saying, hey, for like, whatever it was, like for, if you sign up for 300 bucks, you get two full services plus blah, 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 blah. And we had this car at, this at, the, at the time that was unregistered just sitting in our driveway. We needed to get a lot of work done to get it back on the road. And I said to the guy, well, I said, it's just around the corner. I said, do you guys have like a tow truck? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And I said, well, if you could take our car and get it roadworthy and stuff and fixed up, then yeah, I'll sign up for it. Because in my head, I'm like, well, that's, you know, 150 right. bucks right there. And the guy's yeah, absolutely, 100%, we'll get the car towed. And, and I was like, great. So I signed up for this thing. Turns out there's no tow truck at this joint. And I called, I remember calling the garage to book the car in. Yeah. And I was like, so can you send the tow truck out? And they're like, we, we don't have a tow truck. I said, well, the guy who sold me. So it became this fucking mission for me to track down. Because then I, then I called the company, because the... 
the, the, the garage had hired a company to go out and right. sell all these whatever. Well, again, that's what happens a lot, right? Yeah. So it's not actually the charity itself. Often they've gone to some sort of company or a business. A business. Case, but marketing business yeah, or whatever it is. It like a, and it's door-to-door marketing. Yeah. yeah. And so this, so I got in touch with the company, the marketing company. And I was like, look, the only reason I signed up was because of the tow truck. And I've just been told there is no tow truck. And I, and, they, and I had the guy's details, the guy who sold it to me and stuff. And I said, can you please like call this guy and just sort this out? And so they would ring this guy and then come back to me and go, oh, he swore he never would have said that. It's, you know, it's nowhere in the terms and conditions. There's no reason he would. And I was like, no, no. you don't understand. I was a no. I right. was a definite no. I was shutting the door on him. Yeah. The only thing... Yeah. I didn't invent this. Right. It's not something that I've just come up with now. The only reason I signed up for it was for the fucking tow truck. Yeah. And it went on and on where I just was like, I'm unemployed. I was unemployed at the time. I'm like, I'm going to dedicate my week right. to just calling these people every fucking day until I get like an answer. And so it got to the point where head of management or whatever finally called me back. And it was one of these things where it was like, if the guy had been in the room with me, he would have been the kind of guy who would have turned his chair around backwards. And he's like, okay, man, look, let's, how do we make this? How do we make this go away? How do we make this good for you? Yeah, this is how you like, make it good for me. You tow my fucking car and you fix me? it, or you give me my money back. Exactly. There's actually two, re- here's the good news, Tiger. There's yeah. two really good ways for us to sort this out. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I said. I was like, that, that's the, I just want you to fucking say what your salesman promises. Like, look, that salesman didn't promise you that. And I'm like, he fucking did. Like Why he did. Why would I make that up? And the guy's like, okay, look, we want to help you out. What we're going to do is we're going to knock $15 off the price. And I'm like, I have a car that I can't get to your fucking garage. $15. And so I got to the point where I had to say, okay, look, this has been, I've been on the phone with you for 40 minutes. We're getting nowhere. I'm calling consumer affairs. That's the next stop. Yeah. Like, don't make me go the nuclear option, but that's what I'm going to do. And that's when finally the guy was like, okay, we're going to refund your money. But it was literally like, it was the, I imagine that if I was a person who had a job <laughs> or a family or something else in my life, I would have given up because it was too fucking hard. And I was going insane. I was being gaslighted. Like I was going around and around in circles, being told that I would invented something when I clearly knew I hadn't. Most things are set up so that you don't use them, particularly in that, you know, in that regard. They just want you to like get sick of complaining and write it off in your own life. Oh. It's like when I got my luggage stolen overseas, the process of like having to claim, you know, the insurance and what I would have had to done. There's just a point where I eventually just went, this is actually just not worth my time. Yeah. I, 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 I don't have the time. I have to dedicate this time to, you know, producing a free podcast guys. Well, I, <laughs> I told the story on this podcast before about when we were try we were going to buy a car, a used car and we got totally sort of like, cornered by this guy who was trying to bully us because we'd paid uh we'd paid a holding deposit and then changed our minds and this guy tried to bully us into keeping this 500 bucks or whatever we'd put down and so that was the same thing where i was getting into these fucking long arguments with people and then having to consumer affairs and consumer affairs said to me this is standard operating practice for car yards right is that they pressure you into putting money down a deposit knowing full well that you probably won't go through with the purchase and then they intimidate and bully you so they can keep that deposit but they are no way entitled to that like but they just trust the fact that it's going to be too hard for you or you're going to they're going to threaten you with legal action and you're going to get scared which is what they did you know this guy was sending me fucking emails about lawyers and stuff and you know that we're going to have to not only buy the car but he's going to sue us for you know blah 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 and it just so happens i had a friend who worked in commercial disputes a lawyer who read these emails and was like i'll write this guy an email let me slap him around for you like this guy has not got a leg to stand on but it was, if I didn't have that friend, 
if I didn't have, you know, that support around me, then I probably would have just gone, fuck, we'll just keep it. It's too hard. I remember uh, when I was in London, on my very first trip to London, I was in the center of the city and uh, I guess it was like Soho or whatever, you know, like, you know, kind of, I guess, which is the King's Crossy sort of, you know, like the kind of, but it was the middle of the day. Did you get your pocket picked or oh, something like well, that? Well, get out, hello, get out, mate, apples and pears and all that. Mate, not far away from right, that. Like yeah. literally not far away from that. Yeah. So I go into this like bar for a drink because I'm like some young, I guess I'm like, I was going to, so it's 1999. So right. I'm actually like, you know, 25 or 26. I'm not like, <laughs> like someone should know. I'm, but, but it's my first time in London and yeah. I'm exploring the city and whatever. And I'm like, I go into this bar, but it's like, it's not some, uh, it doesn't look dodgy. Right. Do you know what I mean? It look, just looks like some regular establishment. Right. And this girl comes over and sits at my table and like just starts talking to me and whatever. And I'm like, oh. alarm bell should be ringing. <laughs> well, you know what? In retrospect, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, they should have. And in retrospect, the look of the girl probably should have again been alarm bells ringing. But I'm some fucking naive, grew up on the road, named after my grandfather. You know, sort of. Oh, well, yeah. boy. Oh, oh, oh boy, boy. London sure has a lot of buildings. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. What do you call this? Beer? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, so she comes over and, uh, you know, anyway, like we have a drink and whatever. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to... Oh, no. So then at the end of us having a drink, she says, hey, there's this like uh, upstairs, there's the rooms. And if you want to take me up to one of those rooms, oh. you can do that, right, for this much money. Right. And I'm like, oh, oh no, 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 that wasn't like... Well, wait, in London, ladies come up to you and take you to a private room. <laughs> right. Yeah. So now I kind of go, okay, um, I get what's going on now, yeah. right? Um, so I'm like, oh, no, 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 this is not the situation that I, I want to be involved in. Yeah. So I get up to leave. And as I'm going out the door. <laughs> your this- erection knocks your beer over. <laughs> <laughs> and then I slip on the beer <laughs> And that's how I hurt my hips yeah. And that's the origin story <laughs> Of why to this day I still can't walk properly uh, No, so this big like Bouncer dude right. suddenly goes Across the door and says, well you're going to have to pay Your other fee And oh I'm God. like, what other fee? And then he points to the menu And on the menu down the bottom It says, like it's essentially like a Service fee for the time that this woman has oh. spent, but it's like on, like it's in fine print on this menu down the bottom. So it's obviously all just hang a on. Con. But did she? She take? But she took a seat. You didn't invite her to come take no, a seat, right? But I did buy her a drink, and that uh, was like what they they kind of C- contractually banned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that was right, their con- yeah. Yeah. In their world, yeah. that was the contract. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. I bought her a drink, I had a, like essentially signed up. And how the much? Idea. How much to talk? Well, to he her. wanted two hundred pounds to talk to her. Well, I think actually, to be honest, oh, if the two hundred bucks would be for whatever you want. Yeah, I figure. Yeah, yeah. to that's be honest, a, that's still a lot of money for whatever, right? Isn't it? Well, I, I don't pounds know what the going in ninety ninety eight. Yeah, it was a lot of money. Yeah. Like it was certainly, well, especially for. A, well, the, but also the other thing was, this is actually what saved me from the situation. It was so much more money than what I had. Yeah. So like, yeah. you know, so it was like one of those things where I was like, well, mate, I don't. A, yeah. I didn't know this what that this was. Yeah. B. But he was like, I mean, he was clearly intimidating me. This was part yeah. of the deal, right? You try yeah. to embarrass someone into like, you know, whatever. But the great news was I had like 20 pounds or whatever yeah. and like no money on any credit cards or anything like that. And I was like, I got 20 pounds. I'll give you the 20 pounds. And obviously he just like summed it up and went, 
Oh, well, I guess it's 20 pounds. I'm taking the 20 pounds. So he did like shake me down like, uh, for 20 pounds or whatever. But there was a moment where I was like, and it wasn't, the thing about it was that it just did not seem like a dodgy situation. That yeah. I was getting, like, I mean, in retrospect, there was a couple of red flags that I would go, oh, okay. But I had a yeah. mate who was in Vegas who got conned. Similar situation, but he was like flat broke. He had like a couple of days to kill in the States. He was in Vegas, down to his last like 20 bucks or whatever. And um, this guy came up to him while he was, you know, playing the pokies or whatever and was like, hey, you know, I'm so-and-so, I'm customer service and, you know, you seem like a good guy. And so let me buy you a drink. And then I had a drink and it's like, you know what, I actually, you know, I can, I, I run a lot of these places. I'll, let, I'll get you, a, let's go get a meal and stuff. And then was just like totally charming my friend. And I can't remember what the scam was, but it was a similar thing about like, Hey, look, you know what? Um, if you want to like get uh, like three nights accommodation for two or whatever, you know, just, uh, and it got to the point where my friend was like, okay, cool. Well, that sounds good. I do need a place to stay. And if I can get three nights for like, you know, and so, um, the guy said, well, let's, this is in the late nineties as well. It's like, let's just go pay phone. Just give me a credit card. I'll, I'll set it all up. And the, it was a similar thing where the con man got his credit card, obviously called the bank and got the balance, realized that my friend had no money was like, wow, you really are broke. But took the money anyway, like took his last 20 bucks. My friend turns up at the hotel where he thinks he's got three nights accommodation. They're like, we have no record of your bookings. Like that fucking prick. Like he turned to me, realized that I genuinely was broke and then still fleeced me regardless. Well, you'll barely miss the money. <laughs> yeah. You don't have much anyway. Hey, uh, we should finish yeah, up because we've we got a live show to do today uh, for our other podcast, Two Guys, One Cup. Mm. Um, you can listen. Uh, to that podcast if you like AFL football or if you just like nonsense chat um, that occasionally is about AFL football, then uh, that podcast is available. Uh, there's a new episode of my Willosophy podcast that's going to go up in the next couple of days with Helen Razor, who many people will know from Triple J. Uh, she's um, fantastic. And uh, I'm going to be doing a live show, Charlie, of my Willosophy podcast as part of the Yak Festival at Giant Dwarf on Sunday, November the 5th or 6th. Um, I can't announce who the guest is uh, because they are doing shows at the time, but if you are uh, willing to speculate on coming to see me interview someone who you won't know who it is until the day, uh, they're a really good guest. They've had a really huge year. They're a comedian. Um, that's about it. That's all I can say. Uh, we should also tease, I don't know if we can actually officially announce, but we should tease that uh, we will be doing another live show yes. in Sydney soon. Soon. <laughs> we can't say much more than that. because And it'll be different to the ones we did at the Opera House. Yeah. It won't be like a, a it, very different style show. This will be actually a live podcast. It'll yeah. be this live on stage because why would you want to fucking buy tickets to come see this? Right. No, it won't be like the comedy festival shows or what we did at the Opera House. It's just going to be actually a live right. tofop but we've got two guests we're very excited about. More details for that soon. Yeah, and we should mention LA Podfest. Oh, this, yes, yeah, we forgot. You, uh, I put a me- you put a message up which yeah. is great. Uh, as as people uh, who've listened to the podcast understand, my uh, back health has been uh, particularly bad for about three months, and I just can't fly. So it's uh, hugely disappointing to us. Um, we had a great lineup together and uh, for the show um, at the LA Podcast Festival, and it's one of the most fun things it's that great. we do in the entire year. And we held on to the dream that we were going to go and do it, probably well beyond anybody's sensible. Yeah, logic. like I mean. Work was giving me pressure. My management were giving me pressure, just going, are you really going to try to get on a plane? Can you imagine? Because I, I mean, it, it would have been for you like a literally 48-hour turnaround. Like yeah. you'd be going in and out. So you'd be you'd be putting Flying your back through that. 30 hours within a week in between episodes of my TV show. When I say it out loud like that, Charlie, <laughs> I understand why everybody else thought it was a terrible <laughs> idea. But because I love Bob Vest so much and um, it is such a great event. And look, 
if, if it's not supported hugely this year, it might be the last one as well. So uh, please, uh, if you are in LA or nearby to LA, go out to the LA Podcast Festival. There are so many great shows uh, there. They will not miss us in any way. But um, Many friends sad. of ours will be doing yeah. shows there. The Dollop are doing a live show. Walk in the Room are doing a live show. Bert, Bert Kreischer is doing his podcast. I think Mark Maron's. Like, I mean, no, he's anyway. not a friend of ours, but still. We'll, he did we'll philosophy. It. We're going to do Mark. Yeah. All right. So, Who's a friend of yours? Well, he's in our world, Okay. Charlie. Our friend, Mark <laughs> Marin. I've done WTF. Not a whole episode, a proper one. One of those live ones he does at festivals. Where he gets like six we'll people in. Yeah. <laughs> Are we done? We're done. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson.